Well, today we're going to finish off our Holy Spirit series. So we've had a 10-week series. This is week number 10. Okay, so it's been really good. I've really been enjoying this time about talking about kind of the, the lesser focused on of the Trinity. So we talked about the Trinity. We talked about the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and how the Holy Spirit is also God. Not just the Father is God, not just Jesus is God, but the Holy Spirit is God. And we need to give equal attention, right? And I brought the question that the Lord brought to me, which is, don't you want to know all of me? That was the question that the Lord raised to me and really helped spurred me on to more, I need to know who the Holy Spirit is. I know who the Father is, I know who Jesus is, but I don't really know the person of the Holy Spirit. And so that's what kind of prompted uh, the things that I've been learning and what we've been kind of talking about in this series. Who is the Holy Spirit? And we talked about the Holy Spirit being a spirit, right? And in fact, the Father is a spirit and Jesus is a spirit. The God is spirit, the Bible talks about. And we talked about how good that is. We talked about how because he's spirit, he's not limited to physically like we are. We talked about how he's infinite. He has infinite power, infinite presence, and it's all because he is a spirit. And uh, we'll actually talk a little bit more about that today, some of the implications of that. But we talked about the Holy Spirit a lot in those, ter in those terms. We also talked about some practical ways we can experience the Holy Spirit. We talked about the Word of God. We talked about the Logos and the Rhema, about the truth the Holy Spirit reveals. And not just revealing the truth, but how it shows up in our lives, how the Holy Spirit can direct us. And we'll talk a little bit more of that today as well. And we talked about the different gifts, and we talked about dreams, and we talked about some practical ways you can look in your life and recognize the truth that the Holy Spirit is present all the time, He's dwelling inside of you and always active and interacting with you. Okay, so today we're going to look at this aspect of the Holy Spirit is our counselor. Okay, this comes from the passage in John 14, verses 25 and 26. Okay, this says, these things I have spoken, this is Jesus speaking to his disciples, these things I have spoken to you while I am still with you, but the counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom my Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. This is actually a passage we looked at early in the Holy Spirit series, and we focused in on the second half of this uh, section, where we talked about the Holy Spirit being one to remind us and to teach us. And we talked about this is a good way to recognize how God is speaking to us, how the Holy Spirit is speaking to us, that it happens where? Right here in our thinking, right? And we talked about how we need to recognize our thinking is not all our thinking, that our thinking is led by the Holy Spirit. Look at what it says. It says the Holy Spirit will teach you all things and bring all things to remembrance, where does that take place? Where does teaching take place? Where does remembering take place? Right here, in our brain. If this is the way the Holy Spirit is going to interact with us and speak to us, we need to recognize it. We need to recognize that the Holy Spirit works through our thinking. Not only through our thinking, but this is the way that we talked about, that Jesus talks about in John 14, is through our thinking. So when we have thoughts throughout the day, we need to recognize the Holy Spirit is the one directing our thoughts. And we mentioned before, not all our thoughts are from the Holy Spirit, 
But I think what is true is much more than we're currently giving Holy Spirit credit for. Much more often in our thinking throughout the day, it's led by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, Jesus says, is a role as our counselor. The counselor is the one to help direct us a lot more often than we think or recognize or acknowledge or able to see or able to benefit from. The Holy Spirit is actually directing our thinking all throughout the day. But we think it's just our own thoughts. This is just something that came up into my mind. This is just something that I recognize or I had this different thought, whether it's at work or at home or wherever we're present, we just have the various thoughts that go through our mind. And more often than not, we attribute it to who? Ourself. We just think it's thoughts that we're, we're having. We don't realize the actual truth, which is, the Holy Spirit is directing our thinking. He is a counselor. He guides us and directs us and leads us in our thinking. Why is this important? It's number one, it's important is because a lot of times we should be giving God the credit for what's happening. We should be praising him. We should be thanking him. We should be worshiping him for giving these things to us. And a lot of times we don't realize these things are happening because they're just in daily things that happen throughout the day. We recognize when God does a big thing, a huge thing, a giant thing, a miraculous thing. Okay, that's the Lord. Let me give him thanks. Let me give him praise. Let me give him thanksgiving for those things. But the little things all throughout that happen through the day, your conversation with somebody, different words that come out of your mouth, different things, interactions you have with people, decisions where you make all throughout the day. Those things are led by the Lord. And when we don't recognize it, we don't give him the justice and the praise he deserves. Not only that, when we don't recognize it's God, we can't benefit from that. We don't realize that he's empowering us, he's directing us. We can't recognize his presence that's with us when he's directing our thinking. When we don't recognize his presence, we can't feel the power and the authority that comes from that. When we don't recognize those things in our life, we don't benefit from the Holy Spirit and his work in our life. We have to realize it's happening way more often than we think or can recognize. The Holy Spirit is a counselor. He's always at work. Jesus said that about himself. He said that about the Father. He says, my Father is always at work, and so am I. That's true of the Holy Spirit. He's always at work. If he's always at work, then we need to recognize how he's working because he's always at work. The more we can recognize it, the more we can be blessed by it. The more we can be transformed by it. The more we can be encouraged by it. The more we can be empowered by it. The more fruitful we can be. The more life we can have. The more we can recognize the Holy Spirit. We need to see he's working all of the time. He's our counselor. He can direct us in our thinking. The second thing, and uh, these next series of things that I want to talk about the role of the Holy Spirit as a counselor, uh, I don't know why, if you ask me, I won't, I won't know the reason why, but the Lord gave me these different car things, right? So they're all going to relate to this car things, okay? So all of these roles that I'm going to talk about relate to something in the car, okay? Uh, so this first thing, it's funny because, uh, you know, we've had our cars, we usually like to drive them till, till they die, but my wife recently got a new car a couple years ago. And uh, 
we have, I, what love, I love about the cars is that they have like this new technology, right? And one of the new things that they have that I really, really, really like is what's called blind spot detection, okay? You might have a car that has blind spot detection, okay? So here's a picture of that in your side, side mirror. Uh, there's a little light that comes up, and when does that light come on? When something is in your blind spot, right? And when I thought about this, I thought, this is the role of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is our blind spot detection. The Holy Spirit serves that role as a counselor. What does the counselor do? Why do you go see a counselor? The counselor comes and to reveal those things that you were unaware of. Reveals those things that have been unaddressed in your life. That actually impact your life in significant ways, but you've never been able to see it. You've never been able to pinpoint what is that thing that's causing havoc in my life. When you think about blind spot detection, what is it for? You're, the light comes on and it's trying to protect you from what? From an accident, from you crashing, from you causing harm to yourself or harm to another person. This is the role of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit can be a blind spot detection for you in your life. When it becomes unrecognized, and it's unrecognized because it's a blind spot. A blind spot means you can't see it. You need someone else to reveal it. That's what a physical human counselor does. That's what the Holy Spirit does. The Holy Spirit will bring things to mind that are impacting you and causing damage in your life. A lot of accidents are happening. A lot of times accidents show up in relationships. Whether it's a boyfriend or girlfriend or spouse or parents, it comes out in relationships. We don't realize these things in our past are affecting us, but they do. They cause us to do things that we don't like. They cause things that happen in our relationships that we think are not good. They cause damage. There's accidents that are happening, collisions that are happening, and they can be avoided if we could understand what's in our blind spot. What is it that we're not seeing? What is it that we're not addressing that needs addressing? The Holy Spirit is our blind spot detection. Can reveal things that we're not aware of. It's interesting because uh, I'm going to use an example, and I don't think it's actually the most significant example, but because today is Halloween. And I think that when we look at the effects of things like Halloween, we don't realize that it's affected us. We don't realize it's impacted us. We don't realize that those things have an effect on us because a lot of those things are happening in the spirit. Okay, and that's why it's important to realize that how the Holy Spirit is a spirit, that there's a whole spiritual world, there's a spiritual reality, not just the things that we see. Because if it's just the things that we see, then you're like, oh, it's kind of cute, you know, you have pumpkins or people, kids dressing up, and I even saw this morning kids dressed up, and you know, whether it's like superheroes or whatever, it's kind of fun or whatever, and the trick-or-treating and the candy and all that stuff, and if you just look at what you see, you know, you're like, okay, that's no big deal. It's just fun, like what's the big deal about those things. That's only if you look at the physical world. But you have to understand that there's a spiritual world. And you understand, if you're a Christian, you understand that there's a spiritual world because God is spirit. If you don't believe things that are happening in the spirit, then you don't believe in God. Then you're an atheist. Really, you're an atheist if you don't believe in the spiritual world because God is spirit. 
But according to the Bible, there's also those that are opposed to God. There's those things in the spirit that we call the enemy. We call Satan. We call demons that are also real. Ephesians 6 makes it clear. It says our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against the principalities and the spirits in this world. He's saying that's the reality. That's where the really the damage or the conflict is coming. This is where our battle is occurring. But the problem for us is like the blind spot detection is we can't physically see that. We can't physically think, see the things that are happening in the spirit. But this is where we have the Bible to kind of reveal and to show us there's things happening in the spirit. Now, when we look at Halloween, like I said, there's things happening there. And um, I know I need to be careful here because, you know, I think that, well, let me, let me get into it first and I'll talk about my little disclaimers. Okay, so um, when we look at Halloween, Halloween is actually, and I'm not going to go into the history of Halloween, but I'm going to talk about some things that are currently happening and present and happening on that day. And really, there's a lot of evil influence happening on this day. Okay, let me read, read from this um, passage here. It's not a passage, it's a quote that I saw. And this quote is from, let's find it here. Okay, here it is. It's from Anton LaVey. Okay, Anton LaVey is the founder of the Church of Satan. Okay, there is such a thing. Okay, he declared, he said, I, when you adopt the pagan practices found in Halloween, you subconsciously dedicate yourself to the devil. He took joy in Christians who take part in this tradition, saying, I am so glad that Christian parents let their children worship the devil at least one night out of the year. Welcome to Halloween. Okay, so this is a quote from someone who is very involved. In fact, the founder of what we currently call the Church of Satan. He said he's very glad when parents allow their children to worship and to be part of these things that are happening on Halloween. I saw some YouTube videos uh, even this week about uh, this one witch, and she's talking about like witches and warlocks and other Satanists that they consider Halloween is their, what Christians like Christmas and Easter. What Christmas and Easter are to Christians, Halloween is to witches and warlocks and Satanists. They prepare all, it's like kind of they're preparing for Thanksgiving. They prepare all week for this day, okay? In fact, they would stay up all Halloween and all night because this is how significant this day is to them because they realize there's more evil, there's more openness to demonic things on this day than any other day. This is like their Halloween. I mean, Halloween is like their Christmas or like their Easter. It's time for them to celebrate. And I say these things, and it sounds like, okay, Sam's just, he's just a pastor's a party pooper. He doesn't want us to have any fun. But I really want, and I really prayed about this, if the Lord wanted me to share it, but I really wanted to pray and to ask and say, I think we need to see the reality of what's happening. We can't just have, be blind to these things and realize it has no effect. We can just be in these things and around these things and exposed to these things and feel like, it's nothing. When the reality is, the blind spot detection is going off. The light is flashing. The light is flashing all day, and we don't even realize it. But the Holy Spirit brings the light so we can actually see what's happening. 
You know, we're going to be, we're living in this world, and we're living in a fallen world. We're living with a reality that there's, there's demonic influence in our life. It's not something to be frightened about as a Christian. You shouldn't be scared about that. But the reality is that there's demonic influence, okay? But my whole thing is we're going to live in that environment, but why would you want to invite that in on purpose? Why would you voluntarily want to invite that to come into your home, into your heart, into your mind, into your spirit? Why would you want to do that? Why would you want to voluntarily ask that to come in? We're going to face it. That's the reality of living in this world. But why would you want to voluntarily ask it, give permission to do that? Okay, now here's my disclaimer. Okay, so I would say if you participated in Halloween, I participated in Halloween. Okay, if you've had your kids participate in Halloween, if you've watched this, I've had my kids participate in Halloween. God gives grace. God gives grace. God gives covering. This is where the blood of Jesus and what Jesus has done for us can really come into play. That we can receive cleansing, we can receive forgiveness. We can receive all of those things that those things don't have to drive us. We don't have to be afraid of that. But at the same time, let's just understand the reality of the situation. And let's make our choices accordingly to what the Bible shows. And let's put ourselves in a good place instead of putting ourselves in a bad place. Right? And that's really my hope. And that's why I felt prompted from the Lord is to be able to share that on this day. And to really see that, yeah, there is the reality of that. And yeah, I don't want to put myself in this situation. I want the opposite. I want to put myself in the, opposition, in, the up, in the position to receive from the Holy Spirit. Because things in our past, things that decisions we make, impact us today. And the Holy Spirit reveals that. But I want to show you another picture of a car. But I think that when we think about things in the past... They're important to recognize. It's important to invite the Lord to come in. But don't feel overwhelmed by them. Don't feel overly consumed with them. And a good analogy is like what we see in the car. You see the rearview mirror. But look at the size of the rearview mirror versus your windshield. The rearview mirror is this big. The windshield is this big. And I think that's a good analogy for the proportion that we should be looking at. It is important to look at the past and the things that have happened in the past. Yes, it's important. If you're a driver and you never look at your rearview mirror, I'm not going to be driving in that car with you. Okay? You need to look at the rearview mirror. It's important to look behind you and to see the things that have happened in the past. It's not good to ignore them. It's not good to say, like, those things don't affect me. Those, those, have, those are all in the past. If you never look in the rearview mirror, you're not a good driver. You're not understanding the reality of what's going on in your life. Those things do impact you. But this is where we don't need to be afraid. We have the Holy Spirit as our counselor. The Holy Spirit is our counselor. He walks us through those things in the past. He can come and to bring healing where we need healing. Bring protection, bring covering, bring forgiveness, bring repentance, bring whatever we need to address the things that's happened in the past. The Holy Spirit does that. And I think this is a good picture for us. It's not everything. The biggest thing is actually moving forward. 
that God can help us move forward. But we do have a rearview mirror for that purpose, to be able to see what's happened in the past. Okay. Lastly, the role of the Holy Spirit as a counselor is to guide and direct us, as we've been saying. Okay, so let me give you this next example, this car example. Okay, with this, uh, my experience with this app, Waze. Okay, how many of you have used this app before? Anybody? Waze? Okay, so Waze has been around for a while, right? And it actually got really popular like in 2012, 2013, somewhere around that time. It started getting really popular, right? Okay, so I remember... um, a friend of mine, he was really into this, right? He said, Waze is the best. Like, you shouldn't be using those other kind of navigation things. You should be using Waze. And I'm like, oh, I don't know about that. Da, 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 da. And so, but he kept on saying that to me. And I'm like, okay, I like, I like trying to be efficient and trying to get things done the best and the fastest. So I'm like, okay, I should be more open to that. So I downloaded this app to my phone and then I started using Waze. Okay, so if you ever use Waze, so Waze tries to, it's like a group, a group, group thing where they get information from all the drivers and it's supposed to be more accurate. Da, da, da. But when I started driving, I remember driving from one place uh, to some destination that I go to a lot. And I remember using this app, right? And then it was taking me this weird way, right? I was thinking, now you should go this way. And it's having me go this other way. And then it's turning down this street and this street and this street. I make maybe like three turns going to this area and then he wanted me to do like 20 turns. and like, this seems wrong. This can't be faster, right? And so, like, I totally ignored what it said, and I went to the way that I usually go, okay? And I went back to my friend and said, like, no, this app, this app is, like, bogus, right? I don't think this is really good. This doesn't give you the right information, right? But he was, like, really adamant about it, okay? So I remember, I remember me and my friend, we're going someplace, and we're both leaving from church, so we're both leaving at the same time, okay? Of course, he's using Waze, and I'm using my own Waze, Okay, so we're both driving, right? And then we both get there, and then my friend's waiting for me at the destination. And I'm thinking, wait a minute. I was actually kind of driving a little faster because we were kind of like competition. Like, who's going to get there faster? I was kind of driving a little bit too fast. He still got there ahead of me, right? And then I asked him, were you kind of speeding? He's like, no. I was going speed limit. I was going everything. I'm like, wait a minute. Maybe I need to reconsider this ways thing, right? Okay, so I go back and I look at it, and then I start using this ways, and I start realizing, wow, I think I am getting places faster. And so eventually, I started trusting ways. And once I started trusting ways, it was like my whole like world kind of changed, like in driving. Like you know, you start going places. This is back, you know, I'm I'm a older, right? So. Back in the day, before all this GPS, you had to like write down the directions, right? You had to look in the map and you had to like write down street by street directions. And I know what it's like without GPS, right? I know what it's like to drive without GPS. And it's more stressful. When you're going somewhere, you really have to pay attention a lot. You don't like, if you miss, you miss it, there's no recalculate or whatever. You have to like figure out where, and I've bad at directions, so like I'm really trying to pay attention and you have to, point a lot of your brain energy and focus to driving and figuring out how to get there and following the directions that you wrote down. With the GPS, you can totally turn that off. I don't have to think at all. I could just relax. I could just follow whatever way says. Way says, up ahead, turn this way, turn this way, accident ahead or whatever, detour, turn this way, turn that way. And I just 
turn this way and I turn that way. And then I started to realize this is like the role of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is like ways. You have to go through this period as, am I going to trust what it says? Or when you're listening to what it says, oh, no, I don't think that's right. My way is right. I'm going to do what I think is right. And so you try it. And then you try it and you realize, my way is not right. God's ways is better. It's his ways, not our ways. Once I started trusting the app, I became so much more relaxed. I could just enjoy driving and not have to focus on things that he already knows, that God already knows. This is the role of the Holy Spirit. It's our GPS. Give us turn-by-turn -turn directions. Can give us every step-by-step -step directions. And this is, where we re this is where we experience what I talked about earlier, that the Holy Spirit is guiding us much more than we think. And I think the reason we don't experience the Holy Spirit like this weighs up is in James chapter 4, verse 2. James chapter 2, verse 4, uh, second half of verse 2 says, You do not have because you do not ask. I think a lot of ways we don't receive the Holy Spirit's direction because we're not asking. If you want turn-by-turn -turn directions, if you want the Holy Spirit to guide you all throughout the day, there's only one thing you need to do. You need to ask. We don't have because we don't ask. We need to be asking more. If we want the Lord to direct us throughout the day, we need to be asking more. And you know me, I like to be practical. So like practically, what does that look like? Practically, that looks like when I wake up, I ask the Lord what he wants me to do. When I go to work, when I start my work, I ask him, what do you want me to do? And you might think, I can't do whatever God wants me to do at work. I have to get my job done. Yes, but how do you want to get your job done? What order do you want to do things? How do you want to do it? Do you want to do the same way you've always done? Or do you want to do it a different way? Do you want God to show you what he knows? Or do you want to depend on what you know? Do you want to be more effective? Do you want to be more uh, fruitful? Do you want to have less burden and feeling like it's all on your ways? Or do you want to trust in his ways that he knows a different way? Where you can be more relaxed. That you can be more just following his direction. And you know the difference. You know when the Lord speaks to you when he's present. It's so much easier. Don't you want that all the time? I do. And it's available us all the time. All we have to do is we have to ask. You have to keep asking the Holy Spirit. What do you want me to do? How do you want me to do it? Who do you want me to talk to? When do you want me to talk to them? How do you want me to do this? What order do you want me to do this? What do you want me to have for lunch? What do you want me to do here? What do you want? We need to see when, the whole, when you ask the Holy Spirit, he'll start speaking to you. He'll start directing to you. And things that you thought were just your thoughts, you realize, hey, they're not my thoughts. God's really guiding me on this. I remember one time I was doing things, and these are just every ordinary things. Like I was just asking the Lord, where do you want me to eat for lunch? Okay, so I was out. And so I asked the Lord. He told me a particular place. And I'm like, I don't even like that place. <laughs> you know, so but I'm like, that's how I could kind of tell. It was from the Lord and not from me, right? But then so I, went to the, I ended up going to that place. When I ended up going to that place, 
Who do I see there? I see one of my friends there. And so we talk and we have lunch together and I was able to minister to him and talk to him about different things. I was able to pray for him. How did that happen? I was just eating lunch. Is that something that you ask the Lord about? Where do I eat lunch? It's not, but I did. Where do I eat lunch? What happened? Something that would never happen if I was just following my ways. If I'm following my ways instead of his ways, life is harder, life is more difficult, and life is not as much fun. Life is more fun when the Holy Spirit is directing. And this is the life that God wants. He wants us to experience life where it's more of an adventure. It's exciting. It's exciting when the Lord can reveal things that you don't know. It's exciting when he can do things like that, where I ask him where to go to lunch, and when I end up going this place, surprise, my friend is at this place. Those kind of things can happen on a regular basis. If you ask. We experience them every once in a while, but every once in a while it happens by accident, right? You just kind of run into it like you just, by accident. Like, wow, I just did this and this happened. Wow, that was amazing. How about if we actually do it intentionally? How about if we actually ask? How about if we just ask the Holy Spirit instead of trusting in our own pattern, our own ways, our own direction, our own pattern of how we do things? I don't know about you, but I want more than just what I'm currently experiencing. And if you want more than what you're currently experiencing, then guess what? You can't do these things the same way that you've been doing. If you want something different, if you want something more, then that means you can't expect a different result by doing the same thing that you've been doing. You have to be open to change. You have to ask the Holy Spirit, you direct me. You tell me to turn left, to turn right, to do this or to do that. And I guarantee you, if you do that, he'll lead you to do things you would have never done before. He'll lead you to do things that would be surprising to you. He'll lead you to do things that you would have never done on your own. But as a result, you'll experience things that you would have never been able to experience. You'll experience transformation. You'll experience impact. You'll experience miracles. You'll experience life. You'll experience all of these different things. But you have to be open to let go of your ways and listen to his ways. To have the Holy Spirit be your counselor, to be your guide, to lead you, to direct you, to guide your thinking moment by moment, day by day, turn by turn directions. It's available all the time. You know, the Waze app, it's always available. All you have to do is, you have to press the button though. <laughs> you have to press the button for you to get the Waze, for you to get the directions. The Holy Spirit is always available. All you have to do is ask. Let's pray. So Holy Spirit, we want to do that right now. We want to ask. We want to ask that you would make yourself known to us more. We want to ask that you would reveal yourself more to us. Show yourself more to us. Stir our hearts. Stir our minds. Keep reminding us of this truth. You're always at work. 
You want to show us. You want to guide us. You want to be our blind spot detection. You want to be our GPS turn by turn uh, navigator. Keep reminding us to ask you and 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 ask you some more. So I pray that you would remind us of that truth. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that we just welcome you and to thank you and to praise you for how active you are in our life, how much you care for every detail of what happens in our life, how much you love your children so much. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen.